Welcome to the Two Cities Podcast. I'm John Anthony Dunn, and today we're going to talk about the Academy Award-winning film Parasite. Joining me today, we have Chris Song coming in from Los Angeles. How's it going, Chris? I'm doing good. Good to be here. Thanks, John. Excellent. And we also have Brandon Hurlbert calling in from Durham, England. How's it going, Brandon? It's going great. Also excited to be here. Excellent. So today with this film, Parasite, uh, we're going to dive into some of the uh, themes and some of what's uh, going on uh, in the film. And we want to just begin with a brief summary of what this film is all about. Perhaps you've seen it, uh, perhaps you haven't. So, Chris, would you tell us just uh, in, in, in brief, what's this film all about? Yeah, well, it's um, it's been sort of an international sensation at this point, the, the first uh, foreign film to win the Academy Award. Um, and and so we are, you know, we, we've been talking about talking about this film for a while now. And so I'm glad we're finally getting a chance to do it. Mm. Um, the, the film, in short, is it starts out as sort of a, a con movie, like a mm. sort of a, a family that's that's poor and on the outs living in, in, in sort of this sub-basement. And um, through, through a, a fortuitous friend, um, they are able to basically infiltrate the house of a very rich uh, family living in Seoul. And the dynamic of this, uh, this poor family that sort of is able to become a, a, a tutor to one of the children in the rich family, um, we'll call them the Park family, um, and and then as the father figure of the Kim family, as the driver, um, there's the the sister figure Jessica, who also becomes sort of this art psych- psychologist psychotherapist. Yeah. Um, and so it's it, it starts out very comedically as just this this family pulling this con job on the rich family, um, and in, in some ways, therefore, are parasitic. They are the parasite. Um, the turn, of course, is that there is another family that's been living underneath mm. uh, the park, uh, the park compound, and um, and the movie turns into something quite different. So I, I we should have said this at the outset. There's massive spoilers. So yeah, I've right, already massive. given some of them away. The big turn was right there. Right. Um, so there's there's a question now of of you know of multiple families sort of pulling pulling a parasite job. On the rich family, mm-hmm. um, you know the the rest of the details we can probably fill in. Um, the con obviously goes bad, and there's disastrous consequences. Right, um, and uh, and and that really is sort of the, the big setup. Mm-hmm. Um, so where should we start first, John? Yeah, well, it's interesting from a marketing uh, standpoint. When I first saw, you know, the poster, um, I, I I didn't watch the trailer. I was kind of told, uh, you know, it's 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 best if you know as little as possible. You know, right, you'll have you'll right. have the best mm-hmm. experience that way. And uh, it's interesting though, from the you know very little that I knew just from images I thought it was a thriller a scary horror film you know something along those lines but um you know when it starts it's quite silly almost in its comedic um and I don't don't think it ever really does turn quite to a horror film um it's it sort of becomes a a bit of a black comedy or like a satirical sort of um film and I, I just I find that 
you know, quite interesting. I, I'm not sure if if it was an intentional uh, sort of not bait and switch, but there is something interesting about how the film is marketed. Because I've I've often you know mentioned to people like, oh, have you or ask people, have you seen Parasite or whatever? And they're like, no, that looks too scary. And I'm like, oh no, it's <laughs> it, you, you you, you got to check yeah. it out. It's it's hilarious. Well, well, you know. the, yeah, the the entire time when I was watching the film, I also didn't watch the trailer. I would plug my ears. Anyone, uh, anytime mm -hmm. someone started talking about Parasite, because I just wanted to go in with no knowledge. Mm -hmm. And the entire film, I kept thinking, hey, when is this going to turn into like, when is the disaster going to strike? When are the zombies or that? When's the parasite going to come and kill everyone? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a great that's a great segue. Uh, let's talk about who or what is the parasite. Chris alluded to some uh, possibilities for how to interpret that. Um, yeah. Who or what is the parasite? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I suppose my contribution to this is is, is simply that um, um, the term parasite itself um, in Korean, kisengchar, it, it it has it has a certain resonance in Korean that it would it would lack in in in, in English speaking audiences, mm -hmm. and um, for the most part, the movie I think is universal. I don't think being Korean or understanding culture or language, um, you know, you know, is is any kind of any kind of handicap to understanding and really feeling the weight of the movie. It's just that there are certain things that you feel differently. Um, mm -hmm. You feel perhaps a little bit more poignantly as well. Um, mm -hmm. And and one of them is in the title itself, and I know that director Bong had talked about this in his his own um, his own reflections on the film. Um, Parasite is an epithet that you you could likely hear on the streets of of what mm -hmm. somebody might call somebody else, especially somebody poor or somebody homeless, um, somebody of lower class. That's something that that Koreans would call one another. We don't really mm -hmm. do that in L.A. or in New York or yeah. wherever else. You know, parasite means exactly what we think it means. Somebody who sort of is, mm -hmm. is um, you know, sucking life or sucking, you know, wealth out of somebody else. Um, but in, in, in Korean, it definitely has that register. Um, and so the term itself already has a different sort of emotional connection to it. Mm -hmm. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, the, uh, the other questions in terms of, um, you know, you know, more directly to your question, you know, who the parasite is, I mean, you know, on the surface level, we're we're thinking that it's it's you know this it's the Kim family that, yeah. um, that's pulling off the con, or perhaps it's the 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 other family in the basement, the couple in the basement. Um, but um, it, you know, in our in our pre talk, I know Brandon that you had you had some other thoughts in terms of who who, who might be <clears> thinking <throat> about in terms of the, the term parasite. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I found interesting as as I was talking about it to other people, they either sided with oh it's the poor family or oh it's the rich family or maybe they would say oh it's all three of the families mm -hmm. but i found really interesting was i didn't come away with that at all i i completely i think i completely missed all of the really uh the, the really obvious things maybe that's just me um <laughs> missing the obvious um but i i i saw it as what's the parasite is is this um is the desire or the, the 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 need for security and success hmm. uh this idea this i don't want to call it i don't want i mean obviously people desire and want hmm. security and that's a hmm. normal and good thing and everyone should have be you know secure in their home and whatnot but 
it's almost this desire for that rock solid security that um, each of the family looked up to the other ones, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially the, the the financial success and security and ease of life of the of the rich family. Mm-hmm. And that was the dream that the parasite that made mm. all of the film kind of turn. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. interesting. And yeah. so in that case, then the Park family or the wealthy family, just just sort of going off your idea. I mean, they're they, they have their own ambitions that are potentially parasitic off another type of mm. family or another type of level that they want to aspire to. Y- yes, or that that the need for the, the continued uh, security and success is parasitic in that they treat others, mm-hmm. um, those below them as well. Yeah, right. Um, in, and they, they treat them negatively. Um, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. That, and that I, yeah. one of the things that I'm thinking of is that, you know, the, the mother figure in the, um, in the park family, the wealthy family, you know, she is constantly worried about her children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's hiring tutors. She's hiring yeah. therapists. Um, you know, somebody had made the comment about just sort of this sort of inappropriate, you know, American Indian type of fixation. Oh yeah, right. Yes, sort of yes. aspiring to sort you know either Tame a Western trope the savage. Or, yeah. Um, you know, all 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 different kinds of directions that you could still see that you know this is not you know however degree of what they think they've made it at they're still constantly worried about what's around the corner mm-hmm. the for them as well. and that parasitic dream idea uh i i, th- I find that very interesting because i also think it fits with how the film ends um which right. i I, lo- I loved the ending i mean it is fairly brutal right. where where you think you're seeing you know the outcome of this aspiration. I mean, it's sort of a, a, a weird um, development. You're like, wait, how did he, you know, climb, <laughs> climb the ladder and, yeah. you know, yeah. um, become wealthy enough to buy this house to, you know, then reunite with his father. And yeah. I, I just love how it ends with the, the, the shot of the uh, semi-basement apartment from the very beginning of the film and just yeah, kind of descends. So I love that downward, you know, movement of the camera descends yep. upon him where he's, just talking about that dream, that aspiration. Yeah. And um, I thought that was uh, a really powerful way to end the film. And I think it fits with that idea that you're talking about, Brandon, of, uh, you know, the parasite is the aspiration for all of those things, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, so just on that final scene, you know, he's having this, he's writing this letter, which obviously, if he's trying to write in Morse code, can never yeah. get to the father. Totally, totally. Right? Yeah. So obviously you kind of suspend that disbelief, but then it really comes to a close when the final shot is, is actually him waking up, mm. you know, it, it zooms back down as like the start of his day where he, mm. he's kind of not wait, not necessarily waking up, but like he's on his phone, like he is at the beginning. And so mm. it really kind of closes and it shapes that dream. But, but I think all of this, this dream, this hope, this desire is I th- really concretely, um, if you can say, Something's concrete in a metaphor, but is symbolized by uh, the rock. Yeah, that weird yeah. rock thing. Yeah, let's talk about that. I mean, um, we're talking about metaphors now. Of course, um, the the son of the Kim family. He he explicitly says, "Oh, it's metaphorical" a couple of yeah. times, and right, right. and the stone, of course, um, 
reappears. It's something like a leitmotif. Uh, yeah. I, I, Chris, mm-hmm. um, do you want to jump in on this and and talk yeah. about the stone and the I, the metaphorical kind of meta metaphorical comments? Right. <laughs> I mean, you said it yourself. It's it's a meta metaphor. I mean, yes. I mean, we can all see that it's a metaphor, but you've got it sort of banged over your head that this mm. is a metaphor, and and that you have a character saying this is so metaphorical. Right. Um, so for a film that you know that really trades on subtlety, um, you know, it's it's obviously keenly aware that it's 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 sort of tongue in cheek making uh, making much of 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 the stone as something symbolic of mm. of all of this. Um, I find that to be really really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. That it's a metaphor that's aware of itself mm-hmm. in terms of what it's symbolizing, and mm-hmm. and so it's it. it, it for for me, it, it it's it's about what questions we should be asking, like mm-hmm. not just why why the why why the movie is making so much of it and really causing us to reflect on it, but then what it means for um you know for how we understand what that rock represents in in, in our in our life and 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 how we interpret it as viewers. Mm-hmm. Certainly, um, the you know if we carry the light motif, it comes upon them by chance, by this chance meeting of his friend. Yeah, right. Um, and they they say it outright, that this is a symbol that's supposed to uh, to bring material wealth or material fortune to a family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to me that that the, the actor that gives him that rock, he says that his father um, or his grandfather has so many of them. It's like an, mm-hmm. there's one in every room. And mm-hmm. so it's like, let's let's give one to you know, give one to this family. Mm. Um, and, uh, and you, for, so from the outset, you sort of already see, you know, this differential and um, what that stone might symbolize, mm. um, you know, in a real pivotal scene after that, um, the, the scene with the water is just amazing. That's that for mm. me is it's the thing that I still walk away with just seeing mm. the rain go from the gutters and then following that family down. Yeah. Into yeah. The, into yes. The total yes. You know, belly of soul, and then to the yes. other belly of it. Yes. Um, you know, just the way that spaces characterized vertically was mm-hmm. amazing, and and he cannot let go of the rock. And at some point, he says, "The rock's not letting go of me." Mm-hmm. Um, it, it clings to me, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh. it clings to me. Mm-hmm. And um, at at that point, you know, we you only know in hindsight that uh, that there's ambition there, but the ambitions also are also murderous. There's, there's mm. sort of a, you know, a way that he feels that is the only way to sort of clean up the situation. Mm. Um, and, um, and yeah. And so all of that comes to a head and just, just this strange symbol. Yeah. But, but then of course that stone is used by the housekeeper's husband uh, as, as he emerges from his own, you know, basement in the park right. uh, house right. um, mm-hmm. to, you know, to smash the son's head. Um, uh, I, Twice. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. For good measure. Do it again. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if there's something, uh, you know, I don't know, ironic uh, or an inversion of the motif at that point. Uh, sure. Any, any yeah. thoughts on that? Well, I mean, I think I, I think we're circling back to the the, the same idea, um, and, and that really is um, a characterization of hope that um, is 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 dangerous, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and there's sort of a malaise uh, to hope. I because 
so I mean, so from my angle, um, you know, I watched this with my daughter. Um, mm. She's she's thirteen, so um, it was it was sort of a parental guidance situation. I said, yeah, uh-huh. you can watch it. Uh-huh. Um, at the end of it, she her question was, well, who's who's the bad guy? Like, you mm-hmm. know, are we meant to think that the the Park family is the bad guy? And I said, no, I don't think the Park family is the bad guy, and I don't think that the Kim family or the family underneath is supposed to be posed at the, as the bad guy. I love that she asked that question, yeah, uh, yeah. because I think you're you're trained as a, as movie watchers to to, mm-hmm. to, to see yeah. things in those terms. Um, and I said, I think if there's a bad guy here, I think it's hope. I think mm. it's the idea that mm. that that it without that ambition, without the hope for a better station, things you know pretty would have gone pretty swimmingly. I mean, they mm. would have just been holding pizza boxes and and sort of being cleverly able to to rise above their stations in the way that they have. But mm. um, you know, the the moment that the stone sort of represents a real chance to level up, mm-hmm. a real chance to um, to to make something that's a, a change of a real kind. Um, that's 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 a line that I think the film is pretty clear that you're not going to be able to cross. Wow. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Wow. Can, well, can, oh, go ahead, Brandon. I was going to say, can I can I comment on that? Yes. Please. Yeah. Well, I so I think it's really interesting because I know that the director said very explicitly that the parasite is hope um but mm-hmm. when you look at the film and if we can distance the director from the film and our own kind of reader responses hmm. audience responses i don't necessarily agree that hope is the is the enemy or the bad guy or hope is the parasite but it is this i mean because you know without hope like what what do what does anyone have what does someone in the basement have sure right um is it but more it's ambition? more well, yeah, I think it's that pursuit or the ambition um, to fulfill your dreams at any cost. At any cost, yep. Right? right. At the end, especially with at the expense of everyone else. And mm-hmm. so there was this moment in um, that the uh, the Kim family. I think it's in the in the scene right before the doorbell rings, where the whole film changes, and they're thinking about the people that they've gotten fired, mm-hmm. and they and they make a comment about like, oh. They'll be fine, right? They were a they were a sure, very right. young, good looking person. They'll be fine. And mm-hmm. or the, you know, what do you think about the the housekeeper? You know, oh she'll and they, they kinda like trail off because they realize that she's old and probably doesn't have another job. Mm-hmm. Um but then they re and then with the doorbell they realize, oh, they almost killed someone who was living downstairs or down mm-hmm. in this basement. Yeah. And and I think this the the reversal and then as the film unfolds and the rock that's that is a metaphor and a meta metaphor ends up almost killing the protagonist right mm-hmm. right but and, and so i mean to your point like um you know it's I, I think hope really does sort of serve as as what's driving all of that but right i mean i think that if we we pull another level of abstraction or we take a further step back it's probably more structural or system that is that that's what is making hope so dangerous is mm-hmm. that the, the the deck is already stacked and so there's and and so no matter what happens you know now there's a new family or a new person in the same basement 
Um, and there's a new rich family that's taken over that mm. that amazing house that I yeah. ended up having house envy over. After yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, it's not a real thing. Uh, I found mm. out later it was all a set. <laughs> but I mean, it was just musical chairs, right? I mean, mm. different people have occupied the different stations, and so mm. it's not it's not the characters, it's not the family. There's a there's a real there's a real um, uh, great line in the film where um, um, you know they're the, the the park family had just gone camping and they're all together in, in the couch and they're drinking scotch. I'm like, dude, what are you guys yeah. doing? Like, it's raining. They're going to come back. Don't you know they're going to come back? And, yeah. um, you know, um, th they made the comment that, you know, for, for a wealthy family, they're really nice. Mm -hmm. you know, they're, yeah. The, the word in, um, in Korean, it, it's like, it's not just like kind, it's like good hearted. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, the, the mother figure says, well, it's because they're rich that they're nice. Mm. Um, in Korean, it's even better. Like there's like this rhyme to it. It's like, chakaji. Like there's like, it's because of this. Of course, they're rich. If I was if I mm. was as wealthy as they were, I'd be even nicer. And so mm. there's the idea that character is 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 you know people are good regardless, but there there's there's systemic reasons for um, for why things are the way they mm. are. And and that might be yeah. that might be even yeah. further than just it's not just hope right it's not simply that hope is the bad thing, but it's that you're hoping in 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 a context where it's it's yeah, there's lines not to be mm. crossed. The idea Point. of lines not to be crossed, oh, by yeah. the way, is also a motif that mm. that we sort of keep getting you know um, hammered over the head head with um, um, in terms of whether the help crosses the line or mm. Uh, mm. you know and so and and. Uh, yeah. And, and and even the father of the Kim family, the driver, you know, he has his own lines that can't be crossed. Um, and and you see you see hints of sort of that trigger um, when he's about to hit his wife. Mm. Um, and then you see it, of course, when he eventually stabs Mr. Kim at the end. Mm. Um, again, I mean, this is that was a mass spoiler. But <laughs> we, we've already right. let all We're of far past that. Bad, so. We're far past um, that. Yeah, we are. We are. We are. Um, this is great. I'm wondering if we can connect some of this a little bit more directly with the wealth disparity, the sure. class warfare dynamics. Yeah. Um, I'll start, um, and then the I, I want to hear what you guys. So, so, I want to hear what you guys say. Huh. But, um, you know, I I've been thinking about other movies recently that explore. Um, you know, wealth and, and sort of this divide. Um, you know, one sort of obvious one that comes to mind is is um, The Dark Knight Rises, the, the Batman movie, mm. where you start seeing sort of this French revolutionary revolt of the lower class that literally sort of you know, riots on, on Fifth mm. Avenue and, 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 and holds, holds you know, judge jury executioner style courtrooms against, against the wealthy. Um, you know, there, there's a, you know, so if that's on one side of the spectrum of, of a film that sort of explores, you know, wealth and class, um, Parasite, I think is, is coming at the same kinds of themes, um, but probably with a different message. It's not, it's not like, you know, you know, that the rabble is rousing or that, you know, there's, there's real undercurrents of, of resentment. Um, but it's, probably just fairly painfully honest about you know what what is and what isn't possible um with with mm -hmm. the way things are entrenched um 
you know, director Boeing has mm -hmm. done other movies that explore this theme. Um, so Snowpiercer is another one that he did um, where the, it's sort of the last, last civilization of the world and they're sitting on trains. And like any train, there's, there's first class and then there's, there's sort of mm. the economy class and then there's steerage. Um, and so it's, it's a constant theme throughout most of his films. It's just interesting when I, when I see these, these themes played out, you know, what's, you know, what's the, what's the overall message? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I ask Christopher Nolan what, what he's, you know, what he's presenting, like, mm. you know, if, if he has anything in mind other than, you know, that there's just deep resentment of the sort of the mm -hmm. Occupy Wall Street type of, of, of resentment that, that might yeah, eventually true. one day boil over. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about how this film wins Best Picture in 2020. I mean, from the 2019 year, but it wins yeah. in 2020. Um, of course, there's the uh, in, uh, horrible development of coronavirus. So the whole parasite is uh intriguing for that reason oh, but wow, yeah. but but just thinking about um you know bernie sanders is um you know in the uh, democratic uh primary for for uh being the um nominee at the, you know at the moment uh and just thinking about um that whole like you said occupy wall street that whole um you know wealth disparity dynamic uh, so for parasite to win uh at present, there is kind of this uh, zeitgeist uh, connection there, but I also, but I also just take a step back and think, but this is a distinctly Korean film, and so that's why I'm kind of curious about um, what are things uh, that a Western audience just misses as a result, you know, um, because of that dynamic, and so that's just been on my mind um, a lot as I've reflected on it. I, there are things that I. I think I get generally about some of that class warfare, but I think some of the specifics, I just wonder if they're lost on me. Brandon, did you have any thoughts on that? Um, I, I too, uh, as a non-Korean uh, person watching the film, I also thought, man, I really wish I knew Korean. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, really I, had wish... that, I had that thought several times. <laughs> and I, I, I do, I do. Uh, I, I remember reading something about how, there's some interplay between like the formal um, and informal uses of mm -hmm. Korean um, that, that are kind of on play there. But anyways, um, I had a very different reflection when I walked, when I walked out of the theater and I thought, I, I thought more about uh, how do I, as someone who is more wealthy than not, um, although I'm severely not wealthy, but in the grand scheme of things, I am. How can I cultivate an attitude that um, that sees people who are um, less fortunate? How, how do I? How can I interact with on a on an equal playing field, on an equal um, in an equal way with people who I, I, I encounter? Lots of people who are either rough sleepers or who don't have homes or um, what have you. And how can I kind of change this? you know not repeat these actions of the film I, that was some of my own reflections of how do i actually see people who are in the semi-basements in here in durham you know yeah yeah so uh, you know i i am korean american um i my my aggressive language is good enough to follow it's not it's not fully fluent um but and i think i mentioned this i, I don't think a lot is terribly lost um, by coming in 
you know, completely from a Western perspective. There's just, you know, I, I think a good example is, uh, is Book of Mormon. Mm. Um, if you've seen Book of Mormon and, um, you know, you could tell who, who is Mormon in the audience because mm. they're laughing <laughs> and they're the only group of people that are laughing at like really top, like, you know, deep cut jokes. Right. Um, and so there's just things that'll, you, you know, you'll feel really a lot stronger. Um, they'll resonate deeper, but I think um, there's nothing, nothing that really needs to be communicated in mm. translation. Um, you know, in in my mind, the um, you know when I think about so one one movie that I recently saw again along the theme of class was Michael Moore's Capitalism, and now oh, it's yeah. totally dated. But it's it's it was more than ten years ago, I think. Um, but his thesis was interesting because this was, you know, definitely during the, the height of Occupy Wall Street and mm. the bailouts of the big banks. And, and his thesis, it, you know, and take what you will with Michael Moore films, they're usually very slanted and, and pretty over the top. Mm. But I think his thesis is right on is that the reason more people are not angry about what's going on is that, and the reason that they're not angry at the wealthy is simply because they want to one day be wealthy as well. Mm. And that there's still mm. an idea that for most Americans that that dream is achievable, that mm. there's, a, there's a level of wealth. Well, one day when I make it, you know, I would want my, my own wealth protected mm. in the same kind of way. Mm. Um, and so, so, you know, therefore the wealthy in some ways get a pass, whereas mm. they're not, the eyes really aren't open to how much not just the disparity of the inequality, but how much the inequality actually ravages lives and mm. makes it difficult yeah. for people um, and the suffering that's caused by, by that extreme disparity yeah. as well. And mm. so um, the idea that folks um, give the rich a pass because they one day um, might want to aspire to the same station, I think, again, I, I think resonates really strongly, if not whether they're moviegoers are aware of it or not, it resonates really strongly with what the film is trying to at least bring out, this idea yeah. that, well, is it, you know, is it really possible for us to rise above the stations that we're in? Right. Are these lines um, sort of invisibly drawn that we can't cross? Hmm. And, um, and what happens when more and more people might be aware of the fact that they're, they're you know, they're grasping at an ambition that's, that's impossible? All right. Well, this has been a very thought-provoking conversation. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, John. It was a lot of fun. And thanks, Brandon. Yep. My pleasure. more engagement of theology, culture, and discipleship from the two cities, you can find us on Facebook or visit us at our website at thetwocities.com.